On this podcast, there will be a consistent running theme of discussing self-control because it matters and it underpins the ways that we interact with men as people who date men, especially as disobedient women who date men. Previously, I shared an episode of the Slumflower Hour podcast called Controlling Your Emotions and... Whilst I expected for there to be a handful of people who would completely misconstrue what I'm saying, run off to the hills with it and make it seem like I'm saying you shouldn't have any emotions at all, I was actually surprised to see that there were even more people that didn't get what I was saying. Of course, there were a group of women who completely understood where I was going and those are the people who this podcast is for. The people who didn't understand, ironically, are also not the target audience of this podcast because the key word is disobedient. Women who date men, not obedient women who date men, not pick me women who date men, not women who are desperate for men who date men, disobedient. So what I noticed in the general sort of response slash feedback in that past episode called Controlling Your Emotions was that there were many women who felt quite attacked at the idea of me saying that if a man who you are partnered with is making you cry and you feel compelled to cry to him about his behaviour towards you that is making you cry, there is clearly an issue. And I believe that those feelings should be processed outside of him before you take those feelings to him in tears, meaning cry to yourself, cry to the group chat if you absolutely have to cry. But in those tears, I hope that you are giving yourself the opportunity to figure out how you are going to design your exit plan because they know where you're going to be staying with a man who makes you cry. I would have thought that that messaging is quite clear, straight to the point and easy to apply. But there were some women who were like, what do you mean I shouldn't cry in front of my partner? Am I not supposed to be able to be myself? What about true love? Surely if you and someone else both love each other, you're supposed to be able to bear your emotions to each other. But the point is being missed. Because if a man loves you, he wouldn't be giving you anything to cry about in the first place, let alone you having to debate someone on the internet about whether or not you should cry to your man about how awful he makes you feel about yourself. Anyway... <laughs> Today's episode is going to be about controlling your sexual urges. So if you thought the previous episode, controlling your emotions, was too hot for you, well get ready because this episode is even hotter. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because I do believe that women who date men can do a lot more to tilt certain situations in their favour. What I mean by that is, I want to say nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, when a guy is interacting with you and that guy fancies you, he's already implementing strategies, whether they're passive or direct, he's already implementing strategies that will make it easier for him to sleep with you because that's what he wants to do. He's probably already fantasized about sleeping with you. He's probably already decided that you're somebody that he believes would make a suitable candidate for time wasting. So he's going to go about it in a way that's going to land him on the side of the outcome he wants, which is him seeing you naked. So whether that means him being fake nice to you, <clears throat> whether that's him noticing your insecurities and falsely validating them for you because he can see that 
something is working in him validating you because you're so insecure that a man's validation will definitely make you more likely to sleep with him. Whether that's him seeing how agreeable you're willing to be towards him, i.e. you want him to like you because you feel like the more likeable and easy to get along with you are with men who want to sleep with you, then that makes you closer to finding the love that's going to make you feel secure and loved and wash away all your worries men take advantage of that and they know who to do what with so if they scope you out and see that you're likely to fall for that behavior you're going to be a target for that that's one thing another thing is if you don't engage with men with some sort of desired outcome in mind more times than not men will end up getting what they want from you and you're not going to be getting what you want from them like I just, I'm of the personal belief that you need to be wanting more than orgasms from men because you can get that by yourself. You don't really necessarily have to involve men at all to experience that. There are things that, I think there's most things you can experience without men, but, you know, men make a lot of things easier if you're meddling with the right men, i.e. money. (laughs) Like, if you like to date men who can make your life significantly better easier more vibrant more convenient safer more comfortable then surely you would be positioning yourself around men who match that description but if you don't have self-control especially when it comes to the sexual department you in danger girl i have seen smart beautiful women throw their mental health in the bin because they wanted to have sex with a guy purely in the name of getting validation and this validation isn't just like oh tell me I'm pretty this is deeper than that this is like the fear of being alone I see it taking women from a 10 to like a minus nine because when you are a 10 you are content in who you are You are confident that what's meant for you will make its way to you, whether that's a man, whether that's money, whatever it is, it will find you where you're at. If you're a 10, you don't need a man to tell you that you're beautiful. If anything, when a man tells you that you're beautiful, you make him show you how beautiful he thinks you are. (laughs) And there are many ways for a man to show you how beautiful he thinks you are. But if you're a minus nine... Meaning you have gone down from 10 to 9 to 8 to 7 to 6 to 5 to 4 to 3 to 2 to 1 to 0 to minus 1 to minus 2 to minus 3 to minus 4 to minus 5 to minus 6 to minus 7 to minus 8 to minus 9. That's how far down you have dropped yourself because you let these men be touching you for no reason. It's happening to the best of my people. My people, where are you? Set yourselves free. This ain't it. But if you've fallen from a 10 to a minus 9, one, you can come back. But two, it's because your sexual urge has got the best of you. I've seen it happen. I know this. I have seen women devalue themselves because of sexual urges. And this is something that I find tricky to talk about because... In no way do I ever want my sentiments to be misconstrued as slut shaming because this is not that this is definitely not that i'm making it clear right now would i fuck for money yes 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 for a specified amounts from a particular threshold i'm more likely 
to be interested in having sex with a guy who I probably would have already had sex with if I was visually attracted to him. But if money is involved from a particular figure, I'll be more likely to say yes. So let's just get that one out of the way. But what I'm saying about devaluing yourself sexually is like making decisions just because you're horny as opposed to making decisions because from a place of gathering all the information that you have at hand so far, taking everything into consideration, including how that man treats you, how he has treated you in the past and the full duration of him knowing you and how you feel about yourself when you're in his presence and, you know, what kind of effect you have on him. All of that data, collect all of it, spread it out on the mental table and just like make some conclusions and those conclusions should either lead to yes I'm going to fuck him or no I'm not going to fuck him like you can't just because look if you have ovaries yeah then there's a strong likelihood that you ovulate once a month right so ovulation is usually the portion (laughs) of your cycle where usually you're feeling your best that includes feeling your horniest that includes Feeling the most like impulsive and optimistic and pretty and sensual and free. So that's usually the chunk of your cycle where you're most likely to make very, very, very wild decisions if you're not wearing your thinking hat. And you need to keep your thinking hat on at all times if you are a sexy woman because men don't be expecting you to use your thinking hat. They'd be expecting you to just be horny like them. And I do notice that when you are horny, yeah, you're more likely to be impulsive. Um, But there are ways, there are ways to work with your horniness. You don't have to suppress it. You don't have to be angry that it's there. You don't have to get rid of it. You can use it to inspire certain decisions you will make when interacting with guys. We will get onto that in a moment, but... One of the examples of devaluing yourself when you're feeling horny is sending guys nudes. Sending guys nudes just because you you felt like it in the moment. Like, first of all, first of all, there's layers to this shit. If at all, I'm sending guys nudes, more more likely than not that he's paying for them. (laughs) Like, even if it's a guy that I'm seeing, that has to be part of the fun. Like, part of the flirting is you're going to pay for these. Or... I don't know, if it's someone that I, I'm, I'm in a long-time relationship with and I'm sending that kind of thing, mm, a strong likelihood my face will not be in it. If at all my face is going to be in any nudes that have been sent, then I'm going to have to do a full-on, like, super art-directed nude shoot that's going to be exhibited in some sort of gallery so that I can devalue any kind of naked picture with my face on it that's out there. But I don't have that problem at the moment. So... When it comes to sending men news, it's like g- g- most men, especially if you're sending news to men who are jobless or who don't have that much going for themselves or who are talking to loads of girls and are having the same kind of conversations with those women that usually end in nudes being sent to those men. These guys are definitely showing your nudes to people. They're showing your needs to their boys. Ask me how I know. Let me tell you how I know. Because I used to be friends with a handful of guys. Like, my immediate tight circle at one point in my life was guys. 
and I saw how they used to get down. Like I saw, I saw things. I seen some of you guys' nudes. <laughs> They're nice, but I've seen things that I shouldn't be seeing in it because what guys will do is like somebody will send them a nude, and if these guys are immature and excited at the idea of having that kind of power and influence over a woman, they're gonna make sure their boys know about it. So they're gonna like you know. Ooh, look what I got. And they gather around in a circle and then they look and the guy's like, oh my God, those tits are mad. Oh my God. Like, it's not necessarily that they're berating you, but it's that, you know, something that was meant to be a precious moment between you and one person is genuinely being shared with a bunch of mandem who are probably going to, like, wank over it. Like, they're going to take turns to wank. Yeah, I'm, I'm somehow about the nudes thing. Have I ever sent news before yes have i ever been paid to send those news before yes <laughs> yes i have <laughs> i got stories that's for another day maybe not on this podcast maybe somewhere else but yes i have would i do it again yes yes i would and my 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 nudes will have even higher higher value now that I got tattoos. I'm hella recognizable, so we're gonna have to add an extra zero somewhere, <laughs> a few extra digits. Um, another thing about not being able to control your sexual urges is like sleeping with guys even after they've been rude to you. Where do they do that at? Now, most men, in my opinion, don't deserve sex anyway. Most, with a capital M, bold, underlined. Most men don't deserve sex with women. But you telling me there's men who are, like, being rude to you and, and they're still getting vagina from you? Hmm. That doesn't sit well with me. <clears throat> because, again, it's you're rewarding bad behaviour. And I know that the argument on the opposite side of this sentiment will be, yeah, but, you know... Your body isn't something you give to someone. Sex is an experience, not something you give. And it's like, I completely agree. You don't give your organ. You don't give your, you don't just like rip your vagina out and give it to someone and they wank inside it and then they give it back to you when they're done. No, but you're giving them access. And that access carries context. And that access carries connotation. And that access represents how you feel about yourself and how you feel about that person in that moment based on how they've treated you prior, prior to you giving them such access. Like, sex is way more than just sex, even if it's casual. And the thing is, I'm not against casual sex. As long as you're casually giving me money, we can casually discuss sex. We can discuss it. I'm open to discussing the possibility of having sex with you, as long as you're open to giving me money. Because I I don't I don't get turned on from like compliments and words. I hear so much of that all the time. I hear it from myself. I hear it from men all the time. I hear it from women all the time. I hear it all the time. I know I'm great. I've got my proof that I'm great. The proof is internal and external. The one thing that would make me feel like, okay, this could be worth it is genuinely money. This is going to be an ongoing debate and argument. And I know that most people are not going to resonate with the idea of bringing money into sex. But... <laughs> Money and sex both equal power and men know that them parting ways with their money is a sign of them showing how serious they are about you in that moment. So I like to see seriousness. And I swear, this is why I don't meddle with guys who don't have the things I want. Like, if you don't have what I want, I'm not going to sleep with you. If you don't have what I want, I'm not going to feel aroused by you. I don't feel moved by looks. 
I don't feel moved by celebrity status. And this takes us to our next point. Not being able to control your sexual urges when you are in the presence of a celebrity. First of all, I want to quickly debunk this myth that you have to be a celebrity yourself in order for celebrity men to access you or find you or DM you or find find you attractive or even for you to be in the same room as them. You don't have to be a celebrity. I have got stories from friends in my life who are not in the influencer world whatsoever but their network is their network is tight and private like they they don't have a large following online but they have had encounters with celebrity men i've had my own encounters we will not be discussing <laughs> we will not be discussing those encounters on here because these are stories that are coming to the grave of me the reason why i say these stories are coming to the grave of me is because okay i want to preface what i'm about to say about my stories with the sentiment that sometimes, yeah, you just need to learn by doing it wrong. And then when you do it wrong, you learn, okay, this is not how I'm trying to do things in future. Sometimes you need to do things for the experience so that you can use that experience to have insights. Because sometimes you don't have insights without having been there. You just have hearsay. But the hearsay won't have the same, it won't apply the same to you until it applies, then you're like, oh shit, okay, say less. So in my case, right, <sighs> talking about me having experiences with celebrity men, this story, I ain't gonna talk about this for that long because there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> but what I will say is like, I have tried going down the lane of just do it for the experience I've done stuff for the experience now that I'm much older and now that I I mean I still do talk to celebrity men here and there um but now I don't do what I used to do what I used to do would have been like I would give them more like I would not lower my standards necessarily but I would like make a few more excuses for celebrity men or I would like be a little bit more excited at the idea of talking to a celebrity man because he's a celebrity because he's a celebrity man. And I get it. Like funsies, cute, novelty, you're never gonna you're never gonna see this again. But that's what you tell yourself. And that's like a scarcity mindset that you can develop when you when slash if you come across a celebrity man. I just wanna let you know, in case you've never had this experience, just don't have a scarcity mindset. And what I mean by don't have a scarcity mindset is don't believe that just because this celebrity guy has shown interest in you that you have to do everything with him because what if this never happens again? Girl, if you can attract one, you can attract like five more. I promise you. Celebrity men are not even that hard to attract. And what I've learned from my experience and how I now behave with men who are considered celebrity men is I actually do the opposite of what most women would do. Most women would make themselves sexually available as soon as possible because it's the idea that like, you know, on one hand, it's like, you never know. You might not see this person again. What a cool story this will make. And then on the other hand, there's also like that, that like feeling of like being able to, to have that as an ego boost. In my case now, when I interact with men who are of said celebrity status, what I mean by making it harder for them is like, first of all, 
if you're gonna ask me out on a date, you're gonna need to ask me properly, and you're gonna need to. I always, I always respond to them with pretty much similar thing of, I'm only coming out with you tomorrow or tonight, whenever they've asked me out. I'm only coming out with you if you're making sure I'm taken care of good. So that basically is a indirect way of saying you will make this experience as easy, convenient and fun for me. You're definitely going to be sending an Uber to me and you'll be sending an Uber home sending me an Uber home when I'm ready to go home. You definitely <laughs> you definitely I mean, I'm not even about to go down the lane of uh we're not splitting the bill like that that goes without saying but you'll be surprised you'll be surprised there'll still be women who will come across a man who's a celebrity and to prove a point that they're not a gold digger they will split the bill it's like but girl that's dumb though like he's literally a millionaire if he wanted to think you're a gold digger he's gonna think you're a gold digger anyway so just do what you want to do in it i don't i don't feel fear of anyone thinking i'm a gold digger you can't be calling me a gold digger when you approached me <clears throat> I'm literally made of gold. So why would I be digging for you? Like, <laughs> anyway, aside from that, I think another thing as well is like, when celebrity men come my way, I'm not making it like I'm unfriendly, but I definitely am hard to win over. Like, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to pull out stops you haven't pulled out with other women. And you know what? Most of these guys might not like that and that's okay because they're not the last celebrity that you're gonna pull that's the mindset you need to have it's it's never that serious (laughs) it's actually never that serious um but i have very good sexual control when it comes to i'm that's one thing i'm glad about i don't i have stories to tell about like celebrity men that i've gone on dates with or that i've talked talked to but in terms of like sleeping with them, mm, I've not yet been in a scenario with any celebrity man where I felt like it was, I felt like the the way I've been treated warrants me sleeping with them. Um, I just don't, I just don't think celebrity men deserve that kind of access just because they're celebrities. Um, because sleeping with them doesn't make you exceptional. Contrary to what you might believe, you might think, okay, this guy's a celebrity. I'm going to give him the best head of all time. I'm going to, like, I don't know. What did what did celebrity men like? I mean, a lot of them are quite freaky. From my experience, they are freaky. And if you're freaky, you've come to the, you've come to the right place because you will see a wickedness you've never seen in your life. Yes. Because my kind of freaky is tease and denial. Tease and denial meaning that uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna definitely see me in a sexual way because I'm a very sexually attractive person. But you're gonna be denied access, and you're gonna be turned on and annoyed by that, and that's how the obsession will develop. <laughs> but anyway, I do feel like sometimes you'll think, yeah, I'm gonna sleep with him. I'm gonna pull out all the stops. I'm gonna have him thinking about me. Girl, if he's a celebrity. And if he's good looking, chances are very high, by the way. Chances are very high that he can recreate whatever he experienced with you with three other girls in the same night if he wanted to. Because if it was that easy for him to have that kind of access to you, it's easy for him to have it with many other women. So if we're looking at it that way, what would make you exceptional is you not sleeping with him. 
but you can still find ways to be flirty and fun and suggestive without giving him what he thinks he's going to get from you. Make him invest in you. Because for me, the reason why I don't want to tell no stories about the celebrity men I've had encounters with is because I didn't get anything out of it. Yeah, I got insights and I got, uh, like, lessons on how to carry myself around celebrity men. But when it comes to what did he do for you, there's got nothing to declare. That's embarrassing. Like, you couldn't beat that out of me. Do you know how embarrassing it would be? I, I'm not, t- like, only my my small circle know a handful of these stories, Yeah. Most of the time, they know these stories because some of them were there when I met these guys. But aside from that, it's like, I don't feel like it's a flex as a woman to brag that you slept with a guy, but he didn't do anything for you. Like, if he's a rich guy, what did he do for you? Because that's where the real flex is. The real flex is, oh, I fucked this guy who is known for XYZ, celebrity, okay. And, you know, he, he, he paid my bills or he... He did X, Y, Z for me. He he connected me with X, Y, Z. Like, he really put it on. He really put me on. Like, there has to be something. There has to be something. Because he's gotten what he wanted out of that. He wanted to have sex with you and he got that. Do you have anything you want? Do, is there anything you want? Because I feel like if you want if you want to be around celebrity men and you want to be fucking celebrity men, I ain't got nothing against that. But you have to have goals. You need to know what you want out of it. Because it can't just be, like... <sighs> it's a good story it is a good story but it's an even better story to be able to say you got more than just a sexual experience because it it do be looking a bit goofy if like you're fucking on a millionaire and you got nothing that's how I feel and I didn't even fuck but I'd be feeling slightly goofy when I think about memories thankfully these memories are not it's not it's not that much (laughs) but I'd be feeling goofy at times I'm like damn I even let that guy have my number fuck's sake man I mean he's blocked now one of the ones I'm thinking about is blocked now but you know I feel goofy that I even let him have my number I feel goofy that I let him take me on a date I feel goofy that he was of the impression that I was interested in him like he was in me not a breast was pressed praise god hallelujah but you know I still feel that sort of like awkwardness but that's just me being hard on myself. Don't mind me. I can't imagine how I would have felt if I'd actually like slept with the guys that I'm thinking about who would use their clout and celebrity status to entice women. So I'm sorry, status means nothing if it's not granting you financial stability. I repeat, status means nothing if it's not granting you financial stability. If a man has got status, yeah, what is that doing for you if that status isn't being used to enhance your life on a material level? Because outside of that, that's just bragging. It's just brag. It's just empty bragging. Shit's embarrassing. Because I feel like sometimes another thing with like not having control over your sexual urges and being around celebrity men is like the idea of him being a celebrity can make you lower your standards. Like you tell yourself, oh, you know, I don't want to, what's the word? Like, I don't want to come across too difficult because, you know, I want him to like me. Mm. do you think don't you think every single woman who he's come across including you have had the same mentality that's why it's so easy for him that's why he's so gassed 
that's why I'm like, you have to kind of reverse engineer it. When you when you're in the presence of a man who is used to getting what he wants, you have to not give him what he wants until you get what you want. And I know it's hard because again, it's the idea that what if he doesn't like me? So what? What well, a man doesn't like you for having self worth? Well then, the trash has done what? Taken itself out. What do you mean? What if he doesn't like you? He's not supposed to. Everybody can't like you, innit? Everybody can't like you. Every rich man won't like you. Every celebrity man won't like you. Just like every broke man won't like you. Every man won't like you. There'll be men who will be drawn to you and then there'll be men who won't. The men who are drawn to women who make themselves easy to be accessed sexually are drawn to those women for the sake of convenience. They're not drawn to those women because, wow, I really want to invest and pour into her. A man should be pouring into you, especially if he's got money. There is no, there is no reason, there is no reason to be fucking on a man who's got money and you're getting nothing out of it other than your titties fondled. No. No. We're not doing that. We're patting our pussies wisely and we're putting on our thinking caps slash thinking wigs and we're thinking for the future. We're thinking for five years ahead. Yeah, even if you have no intentions of being in this man's life for five years, it don't matter. What do you want your life to look like in five years' time? And how can this man take you closer to that place? Because him fingering you is not taking you where you want to get to in five years. It's taking you where you want to get to in five minutes. You can't be thinking for the, for the now. You need to be thinking about your life. And that's what being horny does to you. And lack of sexual self-control will have you thinking for the now. Like you be, you be, you be thinking like, you see how men be thinking in a very temporary way. Like they don't be thinking about like, wow, what do I want my life to look like in five years time? If I, if I, if I am attracted to women, well, what, what kind of woman would I want to be with? What can I do to make myself suitable for the woman I want to be with in five years? They're not thinking about that. They're thinking about who is going to be the most sexually available to me right now because I want to fuck. So when you're horny and you don't know how to use your horniness to your advantage or you don't know how to work alongside your horniness, you begin caught slipping. And that's how you end up in situations where you're thinking for the now rather than thinking about two years time, five years time, 10 years time. Because me, five years time, how old will I be? I'm 28 now. I'll be 33 in five years time. So what do I want to be doing at 33? Hopefully I want to I wanna own where I live. Okay. I don't have any grandiose goals of like owning a mansion. I just want to, wherever the roof is above my head, I want to own that. Okay. I'm not putting myself under any pressure to actively force it to happen any sooner than five years. But ideally speaking, if I'm going to be meddling with celebrity men, meddling, rolling in the sheets with men, then I need to be rolling in the cotton with men who are taking me closer to that five-year goal. I, I can't be I can't be laying with broke niggas if I'm trying to have a house in my name in five years time. It, it's not giving. Because <laughs> I feel like what I was saying earlier about just do it for the experience. I actually still do believe, right? Your first celebrity guy who shows interest in you, you're probably if you're not if you're not as um, hard headed as I am, and if you're not as experienced as I am in having this level of like self control. Partially because I'm a dominatrix. So like I feel like that self-control is a part of how I am. But if you're new to this and it's your first celebrity guy, go ahead and do it for the experience. Go ahead and just have fun with it. I'm not even against that. Have fun with it. See why you shouldn't be doing that. You Sometimes you need to, you need to fuck around to find out, innit? So I'll just say, fuck about. 
find out and let what you found out give you the insight you need to pattern yourself properly for the next one because you will attract more. Believe in your source. Believe that if you can attract one sexy guy, you can attract another one. But you need to learn how to manage your, your horniness because a lot of these guys are sexier in person. It's really annoying. It's really fucking annoying. But with each guy, you just you the knife gets sharper, you just get wiser, you get braver, you get stronger, you get more intelligent, you get more confident, you know how to hold your own. But yes, the first time, do it for the experience. I'm not I'm not entirely hundred percent in support of that, but if you have to, fine. Do it for the experience, get out of your system, get the ego boost you need. But the next time, be ambitious. Like the next time it happens. Know what you want to get out of it. If that guy is a musician, okay, you like you some, you like you like you like you a guy that sings la la la. Okay, that's good. What do you want out of that? Because when you think about most musicians, they're not making that much money. They're not making that much money. Um, yeah, they're getting a lot of streams on Spotify, but we already know that Spotify pays people in shillings per per, per every million stream. <laughs> so that one is out the window. They're not making that much money um, unless they are literally like super established, frequent radio play type of musician. And even then, most musicians live above their means because it's about flaunting the lifestyle and proving shit to people who laughed at you on your way up. So a lot of them, their outgoings are so big that they probably can't even afford to give you the lifestyle you want on top of the lifestyle that they're just about managing for themselves. And thirdly, most musician men have massive egos. So unless you are seasoned in crushing men's egos, don't bother because they're going to treat you like a fan and you need to be prepared to treat him like a fan. But if you don't, if you don't know how to do that from experience, you're not going to be able to do it. So musicians, and eh, not really a fan of musicians. I don't care to have a song written about me. It's not that much of a big deal. Once, once you've had a song written about you before, you see that's not a big deal. I know that sounds really horrible, but... <laughs> I've had a song written about me before. It's, the reason why it's not a big deal is because like men be writing songs about women all the time. I'm not the first person to have a song written about me. Also, if the guy who's writing a song about me can't do anything tangible for my life, it's a nice song. That's really sweet, but that's all it is. It's a nice song. It's different if a, if a man writes a song about me and, like, I don't know... Uh, credits me as a songwriter on the song because I was his inspiration even though I didn't contribute a single thing to the song me just being in his life inspired the lyrics to enter his head so I'm gonna be credited as a songwriter and I'll be getting I'm gonna be getting some royalties from that song that's the only way I see myself feeling moved by a man writing a song about me so if you're gonna be meddling with musicians just keep that in mind most of them don't have money most of them are just showmen most of them are feminine as fuck and they got big egos. And by feminine, I mean they want to be treated and courted like a woman. They want you to fawn over them. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. I'm not your mate. Where's your money? All the stuff you be singing about, rapping about, it's all capped then because where is it? You're expecting me to chase you as a man. That sounds like everything you're rapping about is capped then because you can't even be a gentleman to a woman that you want to fuck. So it's all capped, sir. So yeah, not meddling with musicians. Um, actors, well, would I meddle with actors? Probably not because they're, they're, they're literally liars. They're professional liars. They're paid to lie. You, if you don't know the actor very well, you don't know if he's putting on 
a particular version of himself to entice you because he's used to doing this with so many women that he knows what works and what doesn't and with men it's so much easier to swoon the opposite sex than it is for women to swoon men and get what they want from men and what I mean by swooning men is get the, get his money same way he wants to get your pussy get his money <laughs> actors I'm not I'm not a big fan of mm. Have I had any experiences with actors? Nothing notable. Um, I do know that they'd be in everyone's DMs though. They'd be flirting. Like, don't bother. So when it comes to celebrity men, it's like, yeah, I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna have a story to tell, then great. But don't go thinking that you're better than sex workers because you're fucking these men for free. That's where we're going to have a problem. That's where me and you will have a problem, isn't it? Because none, no, none of you people, none of you girls, none of you women, none of you ladies, none of you pick-me's that's giving men free access to, to pussy, you're not better than sex workers just because you don't charge men anything for your time. You're not better than anybody. You are in a very, very tender, risky, worrisome position, actually, because the same sex you're having without advocating for yourself is the same sex sex workers are having and they're getting all kinds of things done for them. They're getting, they're getting, listen, I have met sex workers who have multiple passports because they're fucking, <laughs> they are some, they're fucking men who are so powerful that these men have like gotten them passports. These men have gotten them citizenship in countries that they've never been to. Okay, this is beyond money. These men have gotten them houses that are in the woman's name. That is the power of what pussy can do if you know how to package it well. It's the same pussy. We all have the same. Is it not the same? What is pussy? What is it like? Maximum four to five inches in 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 height, in length. All right, it's just a fleshy, warm organ. But it's, it's the idea you build around your own that makes it different. It's the way you package your own that makes it different. Like, that's literally it. So the people that be like, oh, I don't want to... I don't want to involve money in anything because I feel like it makes things fake. It's like, well, girl, you sounded a little goofy. I'm not going to lie because men don't want your money unless they're broken and looking for somewhere to stay and they're looking for someone to help them out of their crisis. Men don't want your money. They want your pussy. What do you want? You need to be honest with yourself. What do you want? Because there ain't no way you're going to be sleeping with men and still struggling. It, that don't compute to me. Like, it's not adding up. You're better off single. You're better off single. Maybe occasionally dating men who make the experience fun. If you ain't getting what you want, you can kindly remove yourself from that. I don't see what there is to be getting caught slipping sexually over. Like I, you, you'd have to beat it out of me. You have to beat it out of me. Sorry, you're not better than sex workers for letting men hit for free. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast. Would I fuck for money? Yes. Yes, I would. Because the same sex I would have had for free, add money to it, and I'm suddenly more enticed. Because, you, listen, I've seen women sleep with men who are fucking... A, a sight. A, a, just a sight. They're a sight. I don't want to be mean, in it, But these men are not that cute, right? And they're doing that for free. And then the, the rebuttal is, yeah, well, it's like when I say things like, I'm in a place in my life where I'm very, I'm very open to dating men who are older. Like I'm talking like 50s, late 40s, early 50s, maybe even mid 50s. People are like, oh, that's disgusting. 
So you think, do you think that men who are older don't deserve love? Because if we're doing the same thing that women love to do when I'm like, I'm not dating no broke nigga, people be like, oh my God, so you're saying that like broke men don't deserve love. It's like, mm, I'm saying they don't deserve my love. I'm not saying they don't deserve love. I'm saying my love is not, they're not the target audience and that's okay. People be getting upset at that. So how come I can't say that I'm open to dating a man that you don't find attractive? Because it's about what you find attractive. I don't find men who can't do anything financially for me attractive enough to sleep with them. I'm just not turned on by them. Some Most people find men who can't do anything for them attractive. Good for you. A lot of women don't find older men attractive because they think it's disgusting. Okay, well, that's your own, innit? You just got to pick what works for you. Me... I know that I'm likely to have more leverage with older men. So if at all I'm with an, an older man that I find attractive and he's treating me the way I want to be treated, I am more likely to act to my sexual urges because I'm getting what I want out of it. I don't feel that sort of like disgust because it's the same, it's the same way when women be like, wow, that sounds horrible of you that you would you would eliminate a man from your options based on him not having money. So we can agree then that apparently it's not nice to uh, eliminate men you aren't attracted to. But then the moment I say that <laughs> I'm attracted to what you might not be attracted to, now we have a problem. So it's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. <laughs> anyway, the point I'm making is you need to you need to let your horniness inspire you and guide you. Like when you're horny, what is it that you're desiring? What, what, do you want sex or do you want validation like do you want sex or do you want someone to make you feel like you're fuckable do you want sex or do you want someone to prove to you that you're worth nothing inside of like what do you want is it really sex that you want is it really the orgasms that you're after or is it something wider than that that you haven't quite given yourself the time to put your finger on because it's like when you're having sexual fantasies you need to rewrite your fantasies as well if your sexual fantasies are like just some any good looking dude who's got nothing going for him, like you just being turned on by a man based solely, purely on how he looks, it would help if you rewrote that fantasy a bit. Like maybe it could be that not only is he good looking and wears a flannel shirt by Carhartt, but it could be, <laughs> but it could be that he... He's got money. Like the the fantasy needs to have a bit more layer to it so that you are fantasizing in the direction of what is going to be useful to your life. Okay? Because if you're fantasizing about men who are doing nothing for you, you're more likely to fall for it when you see your fantasy replicated in real life. But if your fantasy is, oh, wow, it would really hey, it will really turn <laughs> it will really turn me on right now. Somebody just <laughs> after after sending me a text that says sent goddess and attached is a screenshot of £10,000 being sent to my account. And then in that same fantasy, he's he said, um, by the way, um, Uber is picking you up. And uh, where are we going? I'm making this up as we go along. Uber is picking you up and we're going uh, and it's taking you to, it's taking you to our... <laughs> Our what's the what what is the floor of Shang Oriental Shangri La? What's that hotel in Shard? Is it Shangri La? Whatever floor that is, fifty something floor. The hotel is taking you to Shang. The Uber is taking you to Shangri La Hotel. I'm gonna meet you there, and 
Yeah, that's the kind of sexual fantasy I be having, girl. Like, bills paid, money in my accounts, sent goddess. That's the shit I be thinking about. I don't be thinking about a young boy of my age touching my breast. Like, move your hand. Move that, your silly hand. What have you done for me? What have you done for me? There is no reason. Like, you need to... You need to curate your fantasy so that you be fantasizing about that so much that when you are in reality and you're interacting with men if we don't match the fantasy you've been fantasizing about there's no reason sit on the horniness go find something to do you won't die from not having sex you won't die from not acting on your sexual urges because i like i said at the beginning of this podcast i have seen smart beautiful women flush their mental health down the toilet for 10 minutes of oral and it ain't all that they received it's all that they gave like you do, some of these guys don't even eat listen don't I'm some of these guys don't be giving heads I don't like that what, what is that what is that so you mean to tell me that you crept out of your house at night to go and give a man head that didn't give you and he didn't give you the money either we're gonna fight me and you are gonna fight right here right now what is that behavior <laughs> Pooja, what is this behavior <laughs> like are you looking for my trouble what do you mean he didn't give you head what do you mean what do you mean he didn't give you head and he didn't give you the money so he gave you nothing he gave you nothing and then on top of that i'm hearing that the girlies are giving these guys bareback privileges yo if i if I get up from this chair, which one is bareback? Which one is, eh? Let me tell you who I would be doing bareback with and what scenario would warrant that behavior. Do you know what bareback is? Bareback is when you're sleeping with a guy with no protection whatsoever, like just dipping it right in, nothing. Do you know what scenario would, would warrant me doing that? First of all, I need to sit up for this. If I am barebacking a guy, best believe, yeah. First of all, we are in a committed relationship, right? Meaning that he is devoted to me. He's committed to me. Don't worry about what I'm doing. He's committed and devoted to me, okay? That is the underpinning foundational layer here. Second of all, he is financially invested in me. Thirdly, this man, he loves me so much that if, 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 if in the unlikely scenario, well, it's actually very likely because I'm, I'm pretty much still fertile. If in the likely scenario I get pregnant, I wouldn't be distraught that my child is going to have a broke dad. Like, you know, I will be set good. This is a gentleman who will take care of me. I ain't trying to have a kid, but if it happens, I'm, we're aiming the, the, we're shooting in the right direction. Do you know what I mean? Like, even then, bareback. You don't know what these guys are doing. You don't know where he's putting his willy. He can tell you whatever he knows you want to hear. Bareback. With a guy who is a celebrity or with a guy who you just really want him to like you. So you think barebacking is going to make him just fast track the closeness with you girl girl these guys don't perceive bareback in the way we do they think you're doing it with everyone 
especially if it's a guy that you just met, he he definitely thinks that you're better back in with everyone. Even if you use protection and it's a guy you just met and you're sleeping with him, he thinks you're doing this with everyone. Celebrity guy or not. If you are quick to sleep with them, that's how it looks to them. I know it doesn't sound nice. I know. I don't personally agree that it should be seen that way, but that's how they see it. You need to understand how the people you're fucking view the world and view you so you know what to expect. So you know how to adjust the way that you're moving around them. That doesn't mean changing yourself. It's about being a version of yourself that will take you closer to the, to, closer to the outcome that you want. Bear back in. Bear back in. Hey, Jesus is Lord. This is stressing me out a lot because men be getting bareback privileges, but they haven't earned it. Barebacking is the closest you're going to get to heaven on earth. Like, why is... How are you telling me a guy who... And it'd be the worst of men as well that be getting these privileges. The way I be side-eyeing... I'm not saying a word. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your body because that's your own. You will end up in McDonald's, not me. <laughs> Bareback. Oh my God. It's one thing having sexual urges and impulsively acting on them whilst using protection. It's another thing barebacking because you want that guy to feel really close to you if you want a man to feel close to you make him invest in you financially i'm t i'm telling you i swear to god that man will he will what he will be the one that will be asking you what are we because he's so he's invested so much in you that he can't let you go away where are you going my money's dear Men go where their money is. I'm telling you, if that man has financially invested in you, he's going to be way, way, way more inclined to want to lock things down seriously with you than if you're just barebacking with him and he's doing nothing for you. Because he just sees the bareback as, rah, like, I get to have this. I ain't even done anything to earn it. But listen, do you know what bareback is reserved anyway? I'm going to lose my mind if I keep talking about this, to be honest. Because this bareback thing stresses me. It's, it's very stressful. Especially when I'm hearing it happening in Friends with Benefits. And in the past, we have discussed Friends with Benefits on this podcast. I've already told you what I think Friends with Benefits is versus what people be telling me that it is. Friends with Benefits, according to most people's definition, is when a woman and a man, in terms of like heterodynamics... When a woman and a man are fucking and the benefit is is that they're both having orgasms. I don't believe that a woman is benefiting from friends with benefits with a man because a woman can recreate those same orgasms without the man. The man cannot recreate that without the woman. He can try, but he can't. That's why men be coming to us for sex. If they could recreate sex without us, we would not be sexualized. Anyway, my definition of friends with benefits, if you're fucking and sucking on men, is they are ben you are a beneficiary. They are benefiting you financially. Anything outside of that, you're getting duped. You're getting tricked. Anyway, I'm hearing people are doing bareback with their friends with benefits. Jesus. Jesus. Guys. Guys. I don't think we're deep in what's going on here. I don't think you're deep in how important your sexual health is. I don't think you're deeping how important it is to be very, very protective of the energy you allow into your body. 
and I'm not even saying this on some hotep shit where it's like, ooh, every single soul that's not inside you lives in you forever. That's This is not that. I don't even agree with that. I'm talking about, like, that raw skin contact with a guy who ain't doing nothing for you and you're calling it friends of benefit. You might need to just stop everything and rethink what you're doing. Because I'm telling you, in the long run, that is going to hinder you. But, listen... You, you ain't gotta listen to me. You do what works for you because I believe in research. I believe in experimenting. I believe that every man is an experience in himself and every experience is an opportunity to gather findings and allow those insights to inform the way you behave with the next guy. As long as you're growing and learning and applying your findings to the new experiences you have with men, I don't think any experience necessarily is a waste. I do think it's a waste if you're not learning your lesson, though. So, you need to decide, like, what's going to make your sexual urges worth acting on. Because it can't just be because he bought you a drink in the in the party. Girl, he's supposed to buy you a drink. Girl, listen, the last time I went out, yeah, I went out on my own. I was supposed to be, this was, uh, I want to say this was, like, a month ago now. I was supposed to be going to just support my friend who was DJing <clears throat> but I got to the venue a bit too late so she had already left and finished her set by the time I arrived but there was still like two more DJs on for the night and because I arrived on my own I didn't really I mean I didn't really know anyone there so I was like fine I'm here now let me just make the most of this I guess a young man came up to me I could just tell that he's not my age like he looked like oh, 23 or something and I'm too young to be a cougar I don't meddle with younger men if at all I'm meddling with younger men, they're going to be running errands for me. Like, I'm not your mate. Anyway, he came up to me and he was like, I really like your tattoos. What's your name? Um, I said, I'll tell you my name after you buy me a drink. So I guess he really, really wanted to know my name because <laughs> I, we, he gestured that we should go to the bar. We went to the bar while the bartender was making my drink he was just like you know intrigued by my tattoos he made a joke he was like so you're really not going to tell me my name you're really not going to tell me your name till i get you this drink i was like yep until that drink was in my hand i didn't tell him my name then when when the drink was in my hand i finally told him my name um i knew that the conversation was not going to go where he wanted it i know he wanted to sleep with me listen you're allowed to want things in this life you're not going to get them all the time but you're allowed to have you know desires I'm sure in his young 23 years of life, he's already learned he can't have everything that he wants, even if he does things that might make his chances stronger, i.e. buying me a drink. I allowed him to buy me a drink because I felt like having a drink. And I didn't feel like spending my own money on a drink. And I didn't feel like talking to a, a man for free that night. And I felt like the drink was a nice compensation for... The conversation I had with him because the conversation ended up going in a direction that I didn't like. Um, he wasn't horrible, but he tried to compete with me because he was 23. And that's what I expect from a 23 year old. Competing with me as in somehow the conversation went to me being a dominatrix. I Somehow that always happens, guys. I don't know how I, I just end up telling guys I'm a dominatrix. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, somehow the conversation went there. I believe... From my memory, my intentions of telling him that I'm dominatrix was to just put him off. Because I know that young boys, they're not really 
as into that. They still want to like, they still think that being a, being a big boy is dominating women. And surprise, surprise, he definitely had that mentality. He, when I told him that I'm a dominatrix, he seemed intrigued by it, but then he was like, but I want to dominate you. And I was like, am I, am I your mitt? Do I look like your mate? That's how I know that you're young. That's a very young thing to say. You looked at a woman like me who I made you buy me a drink just to get my name. You've already been dominated by me, idiot. And you think you can dominate me? How? You've just paid money to talk to me and I'm drinking the same drink that you're not going to, you're not even going to touch my mouth. You can't do anything. I'll even flick your head if I wanted to. You cannot do anything. What do you mean you're going to dominate me? Anyway, that was my, that was my sign to be like, let me just wind up this conversation and be going back to where I was sat because I ain't nowhere I'm going to be having that kind of discussion with a 23 year old, let alone any man. You are not dominating me. But men be getting carried away and men will men will try things to see what's going to work and what's not going to work. It's never serious. It's never personal. So when a man buys you a drink, that doesn't mean you have to sleep with him. Because I know that many women have this mentality of like, oh, if if a rich guy gives me money or, oh, if a rich guy does something for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to sleep with him. What if I don't want to? Girl. That's because you don't know how to control yourself and you don't have the bravery to exercise your autonomy. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You've told yourself that you have to. What's he going to do? So he buys you a drink because you bought you a drink, you're going to sleep with him. What do you think this is? So he buys you a drink and you think, oh, damn it. Now I've got to off pants. Ski? No way. If a man buys me a drink, I must still be on the same standoffish energy that I was on when he was attracted to me he's gonna have to earn the removal of those layers of me being stern with him because I don't know you like that you buying me a drink is you buying the time to talk to me okay you're making this discussion a little bit more more worthwhile because I don't enjoy talking to men for free in parties let me tell you why because they be shout you have you have to shout because the music is loud what did what did you say you have to shout. Then you have to be in each other's faces closer than normal because you're trying to maximize each other's hearing. And a lot of these guys, they don't have good breath in the moment because they probably smoked upstairs in the smoking area outside or they've been drinking and that has to be in your face. Like, I'm, What would make it worth what, what worthwhile for me is a nice drink. <laughs> I hope you can see where I'm going with this. I want to wrap this up because... It's not complicated. I just think that the more self-control you have, the better outcomes you will experience in this life, especially as someone who dates men. And if you lack sexual self-control, you will find yourself in a lot of trouble. And that trouble doesn't always mean danger. That trouble sometimes just means getting way less than you could have gotten if you would just be a bit more smart and patient and calculated and I think you have your whole life to learn how to do that but the sooner you learn that as a woman who dates men the better